This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. When a real estate agent is murdered, everyone becomes a suspect. That's the premise of Reptile. It's a thriller on Netflix that stars Benicio Del Toro. Let's take a sneak peek from the film. So what happened? A cop questions a boyfriend. Investigators stand around a bare room. I walked in the front door. I called out for her. Hello? No answer. And then what? The boyfriend recalls his girlfriend on the floor, a knife stuck in her. Investigators stand around him. At a medical examiner's office. Can I show you something strange? The cop bites a woman's hand. That's a bite. It was the dentals that got Ted Bundy. Is there anyone you can think of who might have done this? A few nights ago, this guy showed up at my house acting strange. Strange in what way? The boyfriend tries to close the door, but the strange man sticks his foot in the way. The men eye each other and push at the door. Who do we like from this? I'll go with the boyfriend. I got the friend. I'll take the weirdo. I'm going with the ex-husband. Am I a suspect? Everyone is a suspect. Reptile, slithering your way to a Netflix box near you. Entertainment critic Kim Thistle has thoughts on the film. Hey, good morning, Kim. Hey, howdy. I'm here in, in um, costume for Halloween. Uh, Kim, <laughs> uh, you are definitely in costume. What, what are you wearing? Tell me. Describe okay. it for me. Well, I'm made to be a cow person, cowboy. I'm a cowboy because I do have a mustache. I got a penciled-in mustache. <laughs> I forgot to shave today. I got lots of, you know, dot, 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 hair growth, a bra- um, straw hat, and a plaid shirt. So <laughs> I'm... I'm ready to, to wrangle up at me some cows or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right way they speak. Kim, <laughs> Kim Thistle, already in the holiday spirit. No, nothing like nothing like a cowboy in Newfoundland and Labrador. Y'all have livestock out there. That makes. Hey, you know, we got them all over the range out here, right? The range off the cliffs is what we're having. Uh, noted prairie flower, Tim uh, Kim Thistle. Uh, okay, Kim, let's jump into the movie here. Reptile. Uh, a few right. critics have said the movie is a little little convoluted how did you find the plot of the movie you know they got it spot on convoluted like i was watching it thinking okay like they bring in other things that and i don't want to ruin it in case anyone wants yeah no spoilers no spoilers Kim. it was like well why was that added there that added nothing to the story like you know are we trying to make it into like a series so then that that will show up later on but you know okay introduce a different character so convoluted it yes and not really sure where they were going with it and why they added you know some of the characters so like watching that screen clip that you just showed i said boy that looks like a good movie doesn't it (laughs) but but 
So, okay, Kim, I, I've got a little bit of like an artistic or structural question here, because right. sometimes in the thriller genre, it's deliberately going to be convoluted because it wants to keep the audience on the edge of their seat. There's a difference to me between convoluted and deliberately confusing. Where do you think that, where do you think it landed between sort of those two uh, pivot points? Well, you know what? That's a good point. I'm glad you said that because as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, oh God, I can't get into this. And I had mentioned to my sister, I said, I'm doing a movie review, Reptile. Oh, she said, I tried to watch that 20 minutes in. I had to shut it off. I'm like, and I said, well, I'm this far in and I need to be, and she said, maybe I'll go back and look at it. And so it was, you know, it left me thinking after. So I said, is that a sign of a good movie then? If I'm now saying, oh yeah, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Right. But as I'm watching, it's like, I got to watch this because Paul assigned this movie to me and <laughs> I got to do it. But it's painful in a way. But I will say the last one third of the movie, it started, you know, OK. And I, there are jumps and there are suspense. Like there were times that I went, oh, like I actually jumped in my seat. Oh, I didn't expect that. Mm. Okay, so it's, so there's a little bit of merit there. If you can get through maybe a little bit of confusion off the front end, yeah. there's a little bit of a payoff at the back end. Right. As you look up and down the cast of this film, there's some really interesting names in the top billing spots. Benicio Del Toro, Justin Timberlake, and Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone, nice to see her making a comeback about uh, 20 years later. What did you think of their performances? Whose performance stood out to you? Well, I was trying to say, to pick one or the other, it was a bit hard. I really liked the interaction between Alicia Silverstone and Benito Del Toro. They were a married couple. Now, at first I'm thinking they don't look like, you know, they don't look like an, a couple that would be together. But they pull it off as in a caring, compassionate couple. And that's what I liked about it. Like, he would discuss with her his case and she would give him some input and, and she... She could read him and knew when he was a bit off or something. So I, I liked that part. Benito Del Toro, I never really any watched any movies with him. And I'm thinking, oh, he's kind of laid back, isn't he? Like he's he, like he's very, I don't want to think flat during the movie, but maybe that's his character, like very introspective. And as he's being the the, the detective, because he's the lead detective on the, it, a lot of things are eye contact does that make sense it's more him sizing somebody up and you can it's almost mm. like the wheels are turning in his head but he's just listening to you and sizing you up and then the other characters looking at him and, and you're wondering you know are they telepathically talking to one another like it's that, it's that kind of feeling for the movie well, with him what about Justin Timberlake? He's been in the movie game, the acting game, for about 20 years now. I would say he's actually a little bit of a sneaky, underrated actor. He typically will play the same-ish character, but I'd, I'd say he's a pretty good actor. How was his performance in uh, Reptile? I thought it was okay. Like, I don't think anything stood out. Like, you know, you you know he's suspicious. You know, he's the boyfriend, so he's the number one suspect for the movie. Okay. All right. Fair enough. What about the uh, soundtrack and score? Uh, Paul Daniel says that caught your attention. You sent him a note about it. Why? Yes, because throughout the movie, I realized when we're leading up, I guess in a sense, it's almost like they're leading you into a suspenseful moment. But the like there was it was ominous, ominous music sometime, and then there would be a dramatic, and and it like it increased the tension. Like you sort of knew that something was going to happen. Well, obviously you're going into a house, and you got your gun drawn, and yeah, something's going to happen. But the music really suited the soundtrack. The soundtrack. Okay. 
told you, how is that? That's better. <laughs> I like that one. Okay, you mentioned before that a lot of uh, Benicio Del Toro's performance was non-verbal. Yeah. So that's where something like audio description really comes in handy. How was the audio description in Reptile? And you know what? I really liked the audio description, despite the movie not being that good. It was done by, let me make sure, International Digital Center. So you know how I love taking a piece out of a movie and, and describing it. Like this tells you, like, okay, Tom moves through the house with glistening eyes, his mouth hung open. So what does that tell you? If you hear that? Someone's it in... Yeah, I mean, it, it suggests that somebody is 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 working their way through a space and they're a little bit aghast at what they're encountering. Yeah. Awesome. So that's exactly how he looked, right? So, you you know, we, we just heard something and it's like, whoa. And I thought that was like they've truly got it. A lot of times the description was ahead of the action. So I knew before they, they moved into the scene that, uh, you know, they're going to walk through this door. Like he's still there and he's gone through, but they said he's gone through the door. I didn't mind that. I thought that was good because it told me or showed me that it was very well described. And the man that you talked about in the, the video clip, they kept calling him the scruffy man. So they described everybody, a void, a void or a blonde woman and, and that type of thing. So spot on description. Kim, you got to be quick on this one. Do you recommend Reptile? Zebras, no, not really. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I said, but then I'm still thinking about it. So perhaps you know, if everyone, if you, if you like that kind of genre, you're right. It's hard to get a good homicide movie that makes you go a little bit of jump and things like that. Mm -hmm. You can, I hate to use the word suffered out for the first two thirds. <laughs> See what in the end. That's really not a glowing review, is it? <laughs> Stick with it for about an hour and a half, and I promise you there's going to be a reward at the end of the rainbow. Well, yes, Kim, exactly. ha happy Halloween. Great job on the costume. Glad you're in the spirit here. Thanks for the review. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. Take your happy Halloween. That's Kim Thistle with a review of Reptile. You can find it on Netflix, and it's rated R. In one minute, Elizabeth Moeller will reflect on the passing of actor Matthew Perry as part of the Entertainment Report. But first, Apple is showing off some new hardware. Mike Dubusky sets the table in Tech Trends. 9 to 5 Mac senior editor Zach Hall says for the most part, the tech world thought Apple was done with hardware events for the year. The rumors have been that Apple's finished introducing new products for the rest of the year and until maybe like next spring. So it's our surprise we have this pre-Halloween event. The event is scheduled for this evening and Apple's calling it scary fast. We think that there will be new Mac hardware as the focus. They're using the Finder face, the happy Mac face to kind of promote the event. Hall says they're expecting process updates for the iMac desktop and the MacBook Pro laptops. It's been nearly three years since Apple began the transition away from Intel processors in favor of its own chips. The thing with Apple Silicon chips is, is they've been using them in iPhones and iPads for years, and that lets Apple control sort of the, the speed of the experience and optimize for battery life. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Thank you very much, Mike. Stephen Scott of Double Tap will share his thoughts on the Apple event in about 20 minutes. But here's Elizabeth Moeller with the Entertainment Report. Elizabeth, a bit of sad news coming out of Hollywood, coming out of Hollywood this weekend with Matthew Perry, actor and friend star, uh, passing away. Yeah, he passed away on on Saturday, which is quite sad at his home in LA, and he passed away unfortunately uh, from drowning. 
And so far, reports are saying that there is no foul play. And interesting, I didn't realize Friends aired for so long. It aired for about 10 years on the on the mighty airwaves. And I think people are really feeling this impact around the world of his comedic genius and his style. Interestingly, too, P Matthew Perry, he really um, he published a memoir um, called Friends, Love, Lovers, and the Big Terror. And that came out last year and on November 1st. So it's sort of timely in a sad way. Um, but Matthew Perry, you know, he also really was an advocate for um, de-stigma around mental health and mental illness. And he spoke quite openly about it. Um, so Dave, I just wanted to chat today about the show Friends and get your take. Um, an episode that stands out to you, a favorite Friends moment or episode or scene, something you're like, oh yeah, I'll always remember Friends because of, insert. Uh, the episode where Ross is wearing leather pants and he gets really sweaty and they uh, stick to his legs and he can't pull them up after Ouch. he goes to the bathroom on a date, I would say was my favorite uh, Friends episode. Um, oh. I, I, I do want to comment here about Matthew Perry a little bit, though. Normally, Elizabeth, the show doesn't do a lot of obituary talk because um, yeah. oftentimes when somebody passes, it's, it is it is sort of a blip. And if I'm not really connected to the person or I don't feel yeah connection i don't really talk about it so it happens rarely that that will bring these things to the table like for example when angela lansbury died last year i shared that because i used to love mm -hmm. murder she wrote and i loved beauty and the beast oh, and i just felt yeah. like angela lansbury was a real loss and the thing that really hit me this weekend about matthew perry is just how young he is he's 50 he was yeah. 56 years old right <laughs> yeah. There, there, yeah. there's there's something about when someone's say in like their 90s uh passes yeah. pass when someone say like their 90s passes away you know, it, it's sad, but it's not a tragedy. When somebody passes in their 50s, it just, it really, like, it, for whatever reason, it just really hits me in, in the feels as as just someone who has gone too soon. Because Matthew Perry, for years after Friends, tried to do a lot of interesting stuff in the entertainment his industry. He did have some success with the whole Nine Yards film franchise. He did make a couple really interesting sitcoms with things like Mr. Sunshine. But for whatever reason, he just never managed to sort of sustain it outside of Friends. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think I think that's one of the things sort of across the Friends board board where really outside of Jennifer Aniston I think a lot of them would say they've had trouble really finding where they wanted to be after that show went off the air in 2004 yeah, it was it was a real like icon in in um, that era. Like it was definitely like Thursday nights. Everybody would turn on their TV. It was on at I think like eight thirty. And I I remember the Friends finale because I was at an age then where it was you know appropriate for me to watch it. And it was just like it really did feel like the end of an era. People had like Friends finale parties, and there was you know people in my circle dressed up, and it just it felt like like literally like a friend now was missing because people really identified with the show in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, you touched on some of the really, the, the interesting work and the important work that, that Matthew Perry did. And I just want to kind of talk about, um, you know, mental illness, because he talked quite openly about that. And, and how do you see that that might have um, addressed some of the stigma around mental illness? Because he, he wasn't shy about that. I, I think the more people who openly talk about what they're going through in a real and honest way yeah. when it comes to yeah. mental health or addiction is going to be a valuable thing. Um, I, I would I would sort of leave it there. It, it, it sort of relates to what Kelly Braun Johnson was talking about in her segment a few minutes ago on the show, where 
sometimes you have to be honest about the world and you can't sugarcoat yeah. everything and being honest about what you're going through and sharing your experience can be really valuable but it also takes a lot of vulnerability because it also Absolutely. means that when you pass away early it means that a lot of people on social media are cruel with that stuff and yeah. took, a, and and took a lot of slam dunks at, at Matthew yeah. Perry's expense this weekend. Absolutely. And, you know, Dave, I think this is, it's really resonating with me because I think sometimes we have, it's important to remember that these are people, like sometimes we see these actors on a screen and it's easy to kind of imagine the lifestyle that people might have, but that, you know, these are, these are people and, and a lot of folks are dealing with some really tough stuff, um, actor, actress or not. So I, I appreciate when anybody in sort of that public space can be very open and say like, this is real and I'm struggling with this. Yeah. Elizabeth, thank you for your thoughts on this. You'll come back in about a half an hour or so on the show I'll but for here. now Thank we you. just for now we just throw to break and remember the life and work of Matthew Perry this is now with Dave Brown on AMI TV Hey Dave Brown here if you enjoy this podcast portion of our show remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI TV Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast where we learn about outdoor tech and tips Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.